What is going on, my fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast. This is the number one show for online coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. In today's episode, I'm joined by one of my clients from my million dollar mastermind. That is absolutely slaying it, stepping into his power, Mr. Mike McDonald. What's up, big Mike? How's it going? Dude, best day of my motherfucking life. How about you, bro? I'm good. So yeah, as I was just saying, just did content audits with Cole and I'm feeling like in a, a lot of momentum right now. So mm. I'm feeling good and I'm ready to implement everything I've learned. Mm, I love it. So I want to do a little bit of a backstory on Mike so that everyone on this call can kind of like know who you are and where you came from. Mike McDonald started the Academy. I believe it was a year and a half ago. Am I right? I think so. Yeah, about a year and a half ago. And when you first started the Academy, didn't really have a lot of success with his online coaching business. He wanted to take it off. Like he wanted to get it off the ground. And what's your business called again? Pride Fitness. Pride Fitness. So I believe that your goal when you first started was to be like an elite pride coaching company. Like what were your ambitions when you first started the Academy? Honestly, just to make more money, you know, that my journey has been like more impact recently. So at that point, it was just, I was an in-person trainer for years before COVID and before meeting you online. And I was seeing success there. Like a, a low month was 3K, a high month was 9K. So it was like, I was doing okay. I also wanted a little bit more freedom because I had moved around around the city and or out of town. And whenever I moved, I had to rebuild my business. And it's mm. just like whenever I was sick or injured, I had to take work off. And I'd always had a digital marketing background. So I, I was always like, like, what do I have to do in order to be able to to be like digital? And then COVID happened and CERB was helpful for the first few months to help me kind of get back off the ground. But then I admit that there was a year during COVID where I was just like, should I stay on CERB because it's comfortable? And then I started feeling mm. like a piece of shit about that. And then mm. I found you through Eric Chang. And then we started mm. talking and I was skeptical. I took a chance. And now, yeah. And your journey was not an easy journey. Your no. Journey, the title of this podcast is called Stepping Into Your Power. And so in order for us to really step into our power, I think that one of the things that we have to do is we have to face the shit that's holding us back. So Mike McDonald, since he joined the mastermind, has been literally breaking his record every single month. It was like every month that you were in the mastermind, it was like, yeah. Since the academy. Since the academy. Every so single like, month. Every single month. He's yeah. like earning higher and higher and higher and higher. Every single month, Mike's income was climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. Now, the, the reason we're calling this podcast Stepping Into Your Power is because even though his income was climbing, mm -hmm. he still felt like not enough. He still felt like it wasn't good enough. Can you talk to me a little bit about that experience and, you know, where you were at when me and you had that call on conversations with B? Yeah. So the call that he's referring to, the conversations with B, there was a big, let's say meltdown, breakdown moment where I was very feeling very emotional. I was not in momentum. And so to take it back very beginning, like you asked. So I didn't realize that all my life or like after I came out of the closet, I'm gay for those who haven't put two and two together. Like I always thought that I was like super comfortable when anyone says like, Oh, are you dating someone? Like I had no problem saying like, I have a boyfriend rather than I have a partner. Cause I'm just like proud about it now. So I thought that I was okay with it, like on the surface and just mentioning it. It's not something that I hid. I had like, my business was LGBT front facing, you know, before I met you. So I was out online to everyone in the world, whatever, but I didn't realize that I on the inside didn't feel like enough. And that's something that my therapist had been like digging and digging and digging every session <laughs> like it was so I was so what did you say like every time we almost got to like me like hitting that like penetrating like the deepest part I would he says like distraction I would just use some kind of distraction I would like talk about therapy or I would 
talk about something else. And so like one day I feel like it just like I cracked like another layer. And honestly, like you are amazing. But listening to Natasha's podcast, she talks a lot about therapy and healing and everything like that. And so I think that she has been really helpful merging those two things together. Because as she says, like everything in your business is a mirror to your personal life. So mm-hmm. I'll get to maybe like the breakdown in a second. Yes, but I'm, actually, I'm no, no, this is pretty much it. So like we were saying, every month has been a record month by like 1K. So like if you look at my PayPal graph, it's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, all the way up to 20 with like a couple months where it's just like less. Not say it's lucky, but I'm surprised it wasn't, you know, a little bit more volatile because I wasn't trying to only get hit one more K every month. It just kind of happened that way. So I've always been pretty consistent and working pretty stable. So yeah, like you've probably heard if you're listening to this in the Academy or Mastermind or otherwise that you get to a point where, and again, Natasha says this a lot, where once you hit like 20K and, and beyond or a certain number around that, you have to be a little bit more strategic and it just gets harder. And if there are some things that you're not facing in your personal life or in your mental health, they will come up and they will hold you back. Yeah. So I basically was finding myself, I barely hit the 20K. I think it was like 18 and then 20, but I was like, you know, I don't know how many hours I was working, but it was like consuming me. I was like texting and driving. I was walking, like I was just adding, commenting, like editing, like I was like just working. And it was Mm -hmm. the only thing that I was thinking about. And I was very, very intense talking to my boyfriend and in my friend group about like, (laughs) just very intense overall, bringing that I will do anything it fucking takes. I would sell out my mother, like that kind of language (laughs) to hit a record month. And people are like, cool. But like, even I could tell that this was not like sustainable. And it wasn't because I hit that record month, like 20.8K or something. So almost 21. And then the first of the month hit the next month. And I was like, and then I was like, fuck, I don't think I can do that again. Like I have to start over. And I don't think I can do another 30 days of this. So Mm -hmm. I think that I went 10 days of it. And I hadn't made a sale yet and I was starting to get sick because, you know, trying to hit 20K kill almost killed me. And then mm. I'm 10, 13 days into the month and I haven't gotten a sale yet. So that means I have to make 22 in order in the next 20 days. I was, and then I just, I came to that call and I was like, I was in tears. I'm like, I don't think that I could do this again. And I need help. Like I need fucking help. And yeah. that's when I broke down and you could tell that there was something deeper. Like, mm. it's funny how it's like Samantha Mills or Mariah also said like, I feel like there's something else going on. They told me later and like you, it's funny how you could all see that because I don't think that I touched on like gay shame or anything like that at all. When we were talking, you just like, not at all. I have a random question for you. How long have you noticed that you were gay for? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if you want to take it from Yeah, I, I believe that my job as a coach is to get to the root cause of the problem. And so here's what I heard from you on that call Yeah, is you were talking about hitting your record month and you were beating yourself up for being in the pursuit of growth. You're like, I just like, don't like that I'm like this. I don't like that I'm like chasing these numbers. I don't like that I'm doing this. I don't like that I'm doing this. I don't like that I'm doing this. And all I heard was like, shame, guilt, shame, guilt, shame, guilt. And then I was like, where is this coming from? Yeah. Right. Where is this coming from? This shame and this guilt, this like, this feeling of I am like, I'm not good enough as I am. Like I am like me showing up as I am is not good. And I need to shame myself to feel normal to feel okay talk to me a little bit about that because i want to go into that i don't want to skip over that because that's it yeah no i mean you're right but it was not just i'm not enough or i'm not as good as other people like i'm a piece of shit and i'm a terrible person like that's Mm -hmm. what i've felt about myself all my life if Mm -hmm. not because like 
So one thing is that I had never been actually like bullied. I never. I love this, and I love you, by the way. Thank you for sharing. By the way, thank you. you. Yeah, whatever. I'm an open book. So I never had anyone like you know push me in high school and say like you're gay, like you know hit me or anything like that. I got you know pretty lucky in that way. But I feel like just I I don't know if anyone who's maybe not a minority will be able to understand or even not a minority. Like if you're like white and straight and all these things, like you could be shorter. Like if you're just different in any way, you know that it doesn't have to, you don't have to be told that to your face. But if you see that in the media, like all day, every day for 25 years of your life until I finally Mm -hmm. came out, you start to feel like you just inherently are not as good as other people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're just, let's take it even step further. I mean, like, obviously how, like Natasha said, the event on stage, like there's a stigma around being gay. Like, I have people on my Instagram tell me like, you're disgusting, the LGBT people are annoying, you know, fuck LGBT people. And that is the message that I've never really been told to my face, even online until Mm -hmm. recently, which is weird. But that Mm -hmm. is just what you gather in the media. Like when I was five years old, I think I told you I knew I was gay when I was five years old when I was in kindergarten. And I was like standing in front of a girl, we I was wearing a tuxedo, she was wearing a wedding dress, because it was like the activity that we did. And I was standing there. And I knew it was the first time I knew I'm like, I feel like I'm like, she's mommy and I'm daddy. Like when we grow up, like I'm supposed to kiss her. I'm supposed to like her. We're supposed to like, you know, be together and get married. But like, I don't want this. And I knew that that was wrong. And I knew not to say anything. Like I knew that from five years old. That's when I started. Five years old. And I knew because when you're a kid, you're like, mommy, I don't like this shirt. Like you can just be open and say that you don't like something that you like something or mommy, I think I don't want to be in karate anymore. But I knew at five years old that I like boys and I knew that it would be wrong to even say something. Wow. So that is where the fear wow. and the paranoia began. Wow. For entire That's time. it. I got chills all over my body. Yeah. Oh, I can wow. tell you more. Like, so when my parents, like imagine at five years old or like six years old, when you are like playing computer games and every time my mom was upstairs, she goes, Mike dinner but before she says like dinner if she just goes Mike and she wants me to run upstairs I'm like oh my god this is it you know I'm gay I'm gonna get kicked out like you're gonna tell me I'm awful living in fear and paranoia for 25 years of your life wow yeah wow wow so first of all everybody's commenting live saying we fucking love you that oh, I can't is, see it somebody is on yeah they're they're going off somebody's on my Instagram right now that said me too and uh, like basically going through the same thing that you went through, like realizing at a young age that you were gay and then feeling like you had to hide that away from the world and that you were like, you were like ashamed of it and you were living in fear. And like, for those of you that are living with like any sort of like guilt slash shame slash, and this like, Mike is talking about guilt and shame for like being like who you are and like your personality and like what you like, like, and what you value. But this guilt and shame can come in many, many, many forms. And it's not just what Mike's talking about. Like this guilt and shame can come if you, cheated on somebody in the past and you feel like a piece of shit and as a result of feeling like a piece of shit like every single relationship that you get into you self-sabotage this guilt and shame can also come from like when i was a drug addict i remember like i screwed so many people over that when i started to achieve success i didn't feel like i deserved the success because of all these three things that i did and because of these three things that i did i would find ways to self-sabotage and so what we're really talking about is being able to like work through those emotions and process those emotions and feel those emotions because like Natasha said, like you don't feel it. They're just going to find different ways to manifest in your business. And that's what was happening for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And my therapist, I know there's a million different kinds of therapy, but 
I love my therapist. And I feel like I got lucky. Just he's the only therapist I've had and he like, works. I'm still kind of like messed up. But like, I feel like I'm, I have more awareness. I'm, <laughs> Every, I'm more everybody, mature. everybody. Yeah. Does yeah. We're all kind of fucked up in some way. But um, yeah. he did this process called like unlearning and reparenting. So he asked me to basically find like the moment where I was in the most fear, the most like whatever. And I picked this moment where I was 23 years old and I was an adult. So I was like, I had Excel open all my money. And I'm like, how much money do I need in case I get kicked out like today? And that was like the moment that I picked that was like the most fearful. And then he asked me to pick a moment where I was the most confident. And I just remember like, it was a kind of random memory, but it was just like, I had a vision of me like two years ago, standing in front of that mirror, actually in the corner. I I was going on a date. I think I was wearing a tight black t-shirt. I was in momentum with my fitness journey. So I just felt like jacked. I felt good. I felt hot. And I was going on a date and I'm like, damn, like you're out, you feel good, whatever. So he's like, imagine yourself as that most comp version of yourself, stand six feet behind the version of yourself that's at the computer thinking like, I'm awful person. I have to like, you know, calculate how much money I need to live in, in order in case I get kicked out and gently and kindly like, hey, buddy, like, it's okay. Like reparenting yourself. And I'm getting chills, like thinking about it too, but he literally, he's like, close your eyes. And then he like, literally, like, it was like a fucking magician. He's like, snap your fingers. And I like, I remember opening my eyes and it was just, I was in person now him and I do zoom, but it was a session we had in person and I opened my eyes and I had felt like I forgot the last hour. Like in that moment, I was like, and then I walked out of the office and I was like, still kind of in a daze. And then since then, I don't have that fear anymore. Like I used to still wow. like, live in fear that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like I had this that fear manifested itself like that my and I actually maybe I still have that fear a little bit just like as a renter, I feel like my yeah. landlord could kick me out at any time. So I have that fear. Yeah. So I gave yeah. him six months advance, <laughs> just in case like I was like, that is and then, so just it, you know, manifest itself yeah. it, within money. And same thing with business. So yeah. long story short, that is what I was sort of facing at the 20k mark was I I can only do this for so long. And what am I even doing this for? Like, I'm not gonna say how much money I have, but I have been like, over saving 90% of my fucking paycheck since I was like eight years old, I've been an entrepreneur and hustling, because I had to hustle because I had to make so much money that if I got kicked out at 12, 16, 20, 25, I'm gonna have enough money. I'm so much money now that I don't even fucking need it or spend it. It's like RSP, I can't even get until I'm 60 now. But I still am chasing <laughs> record months. And for what? And so that's when I came to the call. I'm like, I don't know what, I don't think I can do this, but I need yes. to, and I don't know why. Yes. Can you tell everyone what I fucking made you do? What, what did you make me do? I forget. What you told I, made, me, what I made me scream? Make me scream I am gay and I am proud. I am gay and I'm proud. I am yeah. gay and I am proud. So I want everyone to know that I have a therapist who is very supportive. Like I said, very supportive and very like, you know, I'm very, th I know it's his job, but very, he, that's what he does for me. And that's his job and whatever. And he takes a very calm psychological approach but i have never had anyone you know your these things matter to me because it's representation i've never had anyone your age straight in front like high level someone who's close to me or otherwise in front of 50 other people making a million dollars each like take the time the time in these calls are very valuable and take that time and scream it the volume of your voice also very much mattered to me because all my life, like, a, we talked about with a fear, I've been talking a lot about fear and paranoia, and that's a whole other thing. But yeah. the shame part comes from straight guys, my entire life, avoiding like it's the plague, even like being beside each other at the stall, like when you're going pee, like, don't touch, don't like get close to me, don't do this, don't do that. 
So to have a straight guy, you scream at the top of your lungs <laughs> at your age in front of so many people who are not just anyone, they're like high level people and it being recorded and you were doing this with me is like, that's a whole other kind of healing. Like it's mm. not like psychological, blah, blah, blah. but mm. it's equally as important because mm. all my life I had straight guys just avoiding me and avoiding each other. And mm. just like, because of the fear of just like that, what you like dick, like who cares? Like, so it was very, very important. So that's why I had a moment with you at the mastermind. I'm like, I need to get you one-on-one and thank you from the bottom of my heart because sure my therapist is helping me in some ways on a deep level, but that was very important as well. I'm going to be super vulnerable with you for a second. And I'm going to tell you that like, I never had a gay friend in my life until I met you. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> I'm serious. And, and yeah. I don't mean that. And like, yes. I just, there wasn't a lot of like sure. where I grew up, like there wasn't yeah. a lot of like, I just didn't have a lot of gay friends when I was growing yeah. up. Mm -hmm. I just never connected deeply with somebody until I met you. And when I met you, I have this like yeah. deep love for you. I just think you're such a good person. Thank I just you. think you're such a kind person. You're such a caring person Thank you. that it like meant a lot to me in that moment. I could see the pain that you were in. And I like meant a lot to me in that moment to share that with you and like help you break through and just like be the best version of yourself. Cause I deeply care about you and I want you to be successful. Cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, during the Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate, I was trying to have a lot of conversations with friends who were people of color because I just wanted to, you know, I immediately felt guilty. I'm already feeling guilty. And then that happened and I'm feeling even more guilty because I'm white. And I'm like, oh my God, I understand the importance of having these conversations. So mm -hmm. I did have a friend who was like, I find it kind of like troubling or otherwise that you're, all your friends are white. And I'm like, fuck, like, I don't feel like I've been doing anything intentional to have white friends. So I don't blame you for not having any gay friends because I feel like you just you just go live your life and just whatever yes. happens, happens. I'm sure there is some kind of like internal bias or otherwise, but I, I don't fault you for not having any gay friends. It's just how well, I do have one now. It's you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I actually love this because there, I think that there's a lot of people that are listening to this podcast that needed to hear like Mike's journey to heal. And Mike's like, there's somebody that's literally yelling in the comments. I needed this because when I saw Mike at the event, so this, me and Mike had this conversation about like a month and a half ago. And then he came to the PT domination all access event and homie, like Mike was the type of individual that was anxious a lot because he was like always trying to beat himself, always yeah. trying to best himself, always worried that he wasn't doing enough. And then when I saw Mike at the event, I like looked at him. I was like, you look very fucking happy, sir. Mm. I'm like, you like your energy feels light. It feels happy. It feels vibrant. I'm like, like what's going on? And you literally looked at me and you're like, I had just like, I'm at peace right now. Yeah. You're like, I feel good. You're like, I've been listening to Natasha. That was my podcast. word too. Remember Cole asked us to have a word? Not that I don't have it now, but I just like, I want to continue to have it or like, I want more peace Yes, um, because it's worth more to me than money at this point. I'm 33 and I'm like, you know, when you turn 30 or like 30, then you like wrinkles or whatever, whatever you start to <laughs> realize your mortality. And again, yes. I have all yes. this money in my bank account and I'm making so yes. much money with you that I'm like, yes. what is it for? And I'm like, just killing myself trying to feel worthy and make money. And so I realized again, my mortality and I'm like, I think I just want fucking peace. And that's mm -hmm. when I came to you in the most recent uh, combos with me after a lot of this healing. And I was like, I just want to let you know again, that I feel like I, I want to hit the next level, but I need to continue running at a slower pace, even if I'm not the next Don Lamb, because yeah. I don't want to continue hitting burnout. Like I have been my mental health and my relationships have become more important to me, dare I say, than making money. Mm. I lived in that for a few weeks. And then I, I was like, again, I felt peace. I've been taking active measures to lower my stress. And I've hired Josh now. And so he's my fitness coach. I did end up doing that. So I'm a weekend. Yes, you did. Yes, I, feel you did. Like, I feel amazing. And so I feel like, wait, it's not like I want to be complacent. So I'm now back on the journey to make 
more money, but mm. a couple things from a place of impact and proudly and with no shame or guilt at a slower pace if that's what I need for me. Because I'm not trying so, to impress anyone. I've no, now I found I love it. I've I now it. found the worth. I've now found the self-worth. I don't yeah. need to prove to anyone in the mastermind. I don't give a fuck. Like as long as I'm happy, then yeah. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. And I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. And guys, let's be fucking honest, okay? So Mike's talking about like, quote unquote, running at a slower pace. Like $20,000 a month is pace for a quarter of a million dollars a year. You know that, right? Yeah, I, 248, <laughs> I think. So like, it's so funny because it's like your perception of pace is only compared to other people. But when you actually yeah. are like, like what you just said, and I like, I feel like we try to communicate that message in multiple different ways, 15 times a month. But when I heard it from your mouth. I feel like it hits in a different way and it's going to resonate with somebody. Mm-hmm. And that is like, I don't give a fuck what the other people in the mastermind think about me because I'm on my own journey. Yeah. It's actually translated in my personal life as well. So I have a, a Jeep Wrangler 2013. I bought it in cash, almost brand new in 2013. Yeah. And it's to the, where are we? 2022. So it's nine years old. I never had to repair anything, but it's starting to just feel old. And I wanted to buy a new one, a hybrid. They're more expensive and like inflation, whatever, whatever. And I'm like striving to make so much money to, I can buy it, but I also want money left over to buy a property. And then, so I realized I'm like, wait, I was listening to a podcast and the guy was talking about, are you buying things, expensive things for your ego? And whatever you buy, if you could like put it in an invisible cloak and no one else could see it, but you, would you still buy that thing? And I was like, I don't know if I would buy that Gene Brangler for like, if no one else could see it, I think I am buying it for the flex. And then so since then, I'm like, holy shit, maybe I just buy like, I trade it in and I just get a car that'll get me around. I mean, it's still self-expression. So maybe I'll buy something that I love, whatever. Yeah. Not that that's why you bought your car, because that's your dream and your vision, right? So I'm just trying to marry that as well. But yeah, anyway, so I've put a lot less pressure on myself to buy that Wrangler. And when mm-hmm. I buy a property, I was aiming only for a townhouse because because I want people to fucking be impressed. And yeah. so I don't need a town. I can start with a condo. So I've now lowered the pressure. I almost said standards, Mm -hmm. but lowered the pressure for myself to Mm -hmm. have like such an appearance, such a shield for that Mm -hmm. shame and guilt because I don't have it anymore. That's fucking powerful. That is some powerful shit, Michael. Yeah. My happiest moments are when my boyfriend and I are at a restaurant, $40 each, whatever. We both buy a chicken something and a glass of wine or whatever. And I'm just sitting there with him. And I'm like, it doesn't cost a lot to do. So why am I making so much money to make myself feel better? I still want to make a lot of money, but it can't come from that place anymore. It can't be fueled by fear or shame. And I love that because it's like, that's, and that's another thing. I want to touch on that for a second, because I think that oftentimes people associate like making more money with like, oh, if you're making more money, you're doing it to mask unhappiness. Yeah. And I think that some people do do that. But I also think that it's very possible to run a massive business that is highly successful, making $20,000 plus per month from a place of like peace, calm, 
like just an internal emotional state that's regulated. Yeah. Or just think yeah. of it, not like a hobby, but like some people like to full-time play video games or full-time bodybuilding. And some people like to like, they, their identity is that CEO and it's just out of mm -hmm. like interest in business and making money. Mm -hmm. And so there's that, but actually I want to, if you don't mind, like tell the audience, I asked this question at the event and you remember, I think yeah. you, you chimed in, everyone chimed in, but Natasha said, I think it's coming from a place of service. That mm -hmm. is, you said, I think what Mike's trying to ask is how do you still have the fuel that drive mm -hmm. after you've now coming at impact over income? Now that you've found not complacency, but what I was talking to Janelle about was like, I'm now feeling comfortable. Like I've never felt comfortable in my life. I finally now feel comfortable, but comfortable is starting to feel like complacency. So mm. how do I now have that drive? And remember, Natasha's answer was coming from a place of service. So mm. now stepping to your power, <laughs> I feel like I'll go into the next part is yeah. um, coming from a place of impact. So quick backstory, if you don't mind, all my life, I again, like didn't realize it. I didn't allow myself to feel this way, like have the awareness that I had been suffering like all my life. So, you know, the fear, the paranoia, the shame, the guilt, and, you know, every semi-formal, every prom, every wedding I went to, I was alone, single. I was on the prom committee and the semi-formal committee just so that I didn't have to have a date. Like I was avoiding even being people being like, where's your date? I can't, I'm, I'm working, like I'm, I'm running your prom. So there were a lot of moments in my life where I was like sad and yeah. fear, paranoia, anxious, guilt, shame, whatever, um, and didn't really realize it. And so unfortunately, when I started like, becoming an adult, I started to listen to the news more and I would hear like, you know, you know how the news is like a 10 minute podcast. I still in the shower and it's just like 20 people died in India, hundred people died here. And I would always say like, obviously awful. But I would be like, as long as it's not me, because I was in so much pain all my entire life that now that I'm out of the closet, I just want to like go into like a self-preservation mode and I just want to take care of me. So how that presented itself in business was I just want to sell like online training package, online coaching packages. And if my clients don't even use it, then not say I, then I don't care. That is in my darkest moments, maybe how I felt like I would send a 16 week package. I would send the onboarding. They would watch it. I would send them the check-in if they don't check in. I was actually too afraid of asking them, hey, I didn't get a check-in because I thought they were going to leave me because I feel that way in my life, right? There's that, that is, that's another that fear, thing. That fear, that, that, that fear, fear is there that they're going to leave yeah. me. So I would just never follow up with those clients. And so they would never check in. And so you know that without retention, you don't continue making 20, 24. Then that's why I couldn't hit past 20. I started focusing on my delivery. But it all still came from a place of impact and it started to feel awful. It started to feel shitty. I was really anxious because I was getting clients canceling. They would, in my program, once they hit the 17th week, after 16 weeks, it auto renews. I set PayPal up like that so I don't have to resell them. I still do. I do a progress yeah. call. I make sure they're good. I like imply that we're going to keep working together. But some people wouldn't check in. They would cancel after the 17th week. And then I would get, I would wake up to that email in my thing. And I, that, contributed to my like meltdown. I'm just, I can't feel this way anymore. Mm -hmm. And so you helped me out. And then I continued listening to Natasha's podcast where she's like, you need to not be a piece of shit and you need to come from a place of service. You need to be a good fucking human being. She talked about pulling over and sitting beside someone at a gas station who was like, just like out of their mind because they couldn't find their kid who's gone missing. Old me would have been like, sorry, like I have to go. And they'd be like, as long as I'm good, like, I'm mm -hmm. sorry that you're going through that. But like, Holy shit. So anyway, I knew that it wasn't I didn't heal myself because I wanted to continue 
hitting 20, 24, 25. Like maybe that was like the thing that came into my life that was like, you know, you can be more successful if you be a better person. But now that I've like opened the floodgates of empathy, I now like I have, I feel guilty, not a good guilt. I feel guilty when, how do I say this in a better way? I see the humanity now. Like I mm-hmm. see that, what does it matter if you're, you know, on your deathbed and you have billions of dollars if you aren't a good person? Like mm-hmm. I never really saw that before, but I see that now because mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel those feelings, those emotions of humanity and being a good person and why that matters. That's huge. I think that when I see what I see in you, my intuition is saying that now that you're no longer living in like shame, fear, and guilt, and that's not the primary emotion in your consciousness, there's like more room for that humanity to really kick in and like sink in. Yeah, because you put it so succinctly. I now that I'm not being driven by that. And then, like I said, there was a moment where I was a little bit of a blank canvas. I was like, now how do I motivate myself in my business? And then Natasha said from a place of service. And I was like, wait, coincidentally, like I said, at the very beginning of this podcast, I had never been bullied all my life. And I actually never got any hate online. I actually, I don't get it directly, but I play a game called Overwatch. Shout out if anyone, Overwatch 2 just came out. And and there's voice (laughs) chat and people on your team like communicate and they're like, oh, faggot. Like they talk to each other like that. So it's still, but I don't get it. But anyway, recently to my point, I started getting like a couple of my TikToks and IG reels went viral. They always have been since I joined the Academy, some of them. But recently, I don't know what, what, why now? Again, it's just like God is like presenting me with this thing, but I'm starting to get hate comments where it's like, mm. fuck LGBT, you're fucking disgusting for being gay, this and that. I remember wow. being in bed and refreshing it and it went like it went viral. And one person wrote like LGBT, like fuck LGBT community. And then, uh, you know, people go like WW comment, like W, like that means yeah. they agree, like win. WWW, like it just like, whoa. And I'm just like, I felt like I'm on the playground and I just had 10 kids point at me, like I'm in the middle and just being like, you should feel ashamed of yourself. And so I'm healed now. So I, it did hurt my feelings, but I'm like good now. So I saw that and I was like, holy shit. I'm like, there are guys that I talk to that are 200, 300, 400 pounds or heavier. They are depressed. They're anxious. They feel the same shame and guilt that I have. And they have worse problems. I came from a great family with lots of money. They told me every single day, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you put your mind to. So I had all of the privilege in the world and then some, believe me. But there are people like me that went through way worse. And they're also like going through the similar thing. And they need my fucking help because they didn't have all the resources. I did work hard, but I'm not gonna Mm. lie. Like I can't hide the fact or I I don't want to hide the fact that my parents helped me out a lot. And they're Mm. amazing. So I Mm. am now finding myself this is like my fucking vision statement I wrote in Google Doc, like I am now in a position where I can help other people like Mm. me, who are feeling the same way that I'm feeling or earlier in their journey, like closeted kids who like, I so many times I thought I was gonna kill myself. So speaking to those kids, speaking to kids along their journey, or speaking to men who are out who are still facing that like homophobia in their daily life, on top of everything else, fucking COVID inflation, Ukraine, like everything that's going on, life is already hard enough. But they also have that extra thing. And so that now I'm in a position where I've got money, I'm healed. I've got support. I've got friends. I've got family. I'm like, I feel like I'm in a position now where I can help them. I almost I'm still kind of like trying to nuance like, do I have an obligation? I feel like it was like a calling. So that's yes. now where this I literally is yes dude my comments are going fucking wild right now so oh, when oh. i'm in the dms i no longer think like hopefully i can fucking sell this person it's now like i'm actually going to their fucking profile and i'm looking at their face before i wouldn't i would almost sell a client and not even look at their face now yeah. i'm going to this profile i'm looking at them i'm reading their captions 
I'm seeing a sad thing they wrote. I'm going like, oh, like genuinely, like I have feelings now. And I try to sell, <laughs> I still try to yeah. sell them. There's yeah. no shame in that, but I try to sell them from a place of, dude, I can fucking help you. Like, yes. I know what you're going through. Like, I've been through that myself. I still feel that way sometimes. So, and that's the reason why I'm the best coach for you is because, you know, anyone can help anyone, but I also have this extra thing that I know what you're going through that many others don't. Dude, I think that the the LGBT community needs you, number one. Number two, like something else I just thought about, and this is a complete and total sign up, but it's literally on the same train of conversation. Like those comments that you're getting on your Instagram are literally like the fuel for your next pieces of content. Like replying to the comment in the video and being like, I don't understand how the world still has homophobia. Yeah. And it's literally sharing that yeah. because what's going to happen is instantly, even people that are straight that like agree with you are going to comment and people that, yeah, I feel like that is what people need. And I feel like stepping into your power, we're talking about how you've stepped into your power. But I think that this conversation is also going to how you're going to continue to step into your power. I do think that there's like a responsibility of you. There's a lot of people. There's like 10 people that are commenting on live right now that are like, yes, yes, yes. I needed this. I needed this. Like some people are shaming themselves for being themselves like you were. Mm -hmm. Some people still are doing that right now. Yeah. And so what did you do to go move through that? How did you overcome it? Like what helped you, you know, like sharing those experiences, I think, or I think that's your calling, bro. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are you asking me or? I think like, I know. I'm just letting okay. you know that that's yeah. my intuition is like pointing me in the direction of telling you is like, I feel like yeah. that is something that that is something that you are like, well qualified to do, you know? Yeah, I used it's so funny, like even just honestly, it was like three months ago before I've done a lot of healing and a lot over the last three years, but over the last three months, especially because three months ago was around that conversation. And I was having a conversation with my boyfriend and his and my sort of like best friend, the three of us. And we were talking about whether we wanted to change the world. Because I we were talking about you, I think we were talking about like some things that they feel and you're so passionate about wanting to change the world. And I mm. love that. And in the place of not being healed yet, and not feeling like I could do it was like, well, I didn't ask to be here. Like, so mm. don't put that on me. So it's very mm. interesting that I came from that place of like, you know, self preservation, again, like, I just want to take care of myself, I'm in so much pain already, I just want to make sure that I'm okay. And mm. to have worked through all that gone through all that healing. And now being at a place where I'm like, you know what, sure, I didn't ask to be born. But again, it's not good guilt that I have, I feel like taken so much over the course of my life, like, you know, from my parents, all the resources, all the friends, family support you, everyone that's helped me. And the gay community that's paying my bills, let's face it, and lifting me up and telling me that I'm doing a great job in my DMs is luckily the comment that I get the most that I feel like I now have a responsibility to give back. Mm. so actually wait no i told you this is the event no. the charity so i told you at the event i'm like remember i said i commit to two things i commit to hiring a fitness coach because i want to take yeah. things to the next level and you did that and i want to work with a, I'm like <laughs> who the fuck that i was gonna get get to this point doing something for free are you kidding so there's a very popular like charity or just you know board or whatever in toronto called the 519 they do they run all the events they do all the resources and everything for anyone gay who needs it and they have a, a program called Fuel. And I just, I searched the 519 like fitness. I went to their website and they have a thing where they help LGBT refugees. And I think, and of people of color through fitness, it's like, you know, strength training, cardio, tennis, boxing, blah, 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 blah. I've called them every single day this week and they won't answer my message, but I'm, I'm being persistent. I have called them every single fucking day because I'm like, this is important to me. I feel like not only do I need to come from a place of service with my clients and like my paying clients. But I feel like, I think I told you, Natasha, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm going to truly come full circle 
there's like one or two percent left that I feel like not that I'm trying to like be this complete perfect person or robot. But I feel like it's going to mean a lot to me and I'm going to feel some things. And again, it's important responsibility or otherwise to start doing something for free. So as soon as they get back to me and I find out more about this program, I'm interested. I don't know, like we'll start like once a month. I don't know if I can be, be a personal trainer for people yeah. for free who can't afford it. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm, I love it. Mike, this was a really, really, really good podcast. I haven't gotten chills like that on a podcast in a very long time. And I just want to say thank you for coming on and dropping some knowledge. I feel like there's a lot of people that got a lot of value from you today. So I appreciate you. Thank you. What do they, what do they um, find you? So my Instagram, all of my social profiles. So it's like facebook.com slash or instagram.com slash Mike A. McDonald. McDonald is M-A-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. So Mike A. My middle name is Anthony. I actually looked up how I spelled McDonald before the podcast to make sure that I didn't spell it like MC. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. And good thing I showed up today because it's this Friday, not next Friday. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> if I didn't ask you, I would have probably put it in my calendar for next week. So that's fucking funny. Yeah. That is super funny. So Mike McDonald and podcast. Tell me about your podcast. Oh yeah. So my podcast is super exciting. Again, it was like around that like 20K month where you know, we're talking in the mastermind about how you need like good lead nurturing tools. I have some great ebooks, but I'm looking for more. And so the podcast was obviously something that you brought in Travis and you said, you know, well, your podcast sold me. So I obviously knew that there was value there. And I love listening to podcasts. I told you I listen to them all day, every day while I'm walking around at the gym, going everywhere, probably a couple hours a day, I listen to podcasts. And so I'm like, I see the value in having one myself. And so I love to talk. I don't necessarily love to be on video, but it's something I'm getting better at more consistently, but I do like to talk. So I saw the value in doing a podcast. And I mean, I can give a lot of value. But then with this newfound, like there's you need to talk more than just value, right? Because there's a lot of time to fill. So with all this healing and a lot to say, and I've gone through like really bad breakups and lots of other different experiences, like sexual health, mental health, all that stuff. I'm like, I think that I could actually make this about like, fitness, health, wellness, gay shit, relationships, I don't do drugs, but like, there's a lot of like drugs and things like that in the community where I can speak to those things. So yeah, it's I'm on I've got 12 episodes, and I'm I really enjoy it. So it's called the pride fitness podcast, I guess on Apple, Spotify, whatever, if anyone wants to look it up. Boom. Guys, that's it. That's all. Thank you so much for tuning in again, Mike. I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. This was absolutely amazing. And if you got value from Mike McDonald, I do want you to go to his Instagram shoot him a message and let him know that you listened to this podcast episode and that you got value. Wait, I have one more thing. Remember, I'm looking to hire someone. Dude, I actually, I was going to say that in my head too. Okay, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Yes, Okay, so sorry. So I have a team. I have myself. I have an assistant coach, Pride Fitness, my company. I have myself as a CEO, my assistant coach, Sam Luong, who is absolutely amazing. He's in the academy now. You met him very briefly. I have got my virtual assistant. I have a community manager, but I am looking for a shadow coach. Or I should say, I'm looking for someone to help me coach my clients, make programs, help me update programs, help make sure my clients are taken care of. Because, you know, I'm at that 20K mark. I have, you know, 30 to 50 clients, depending on the the time and where we're at. And I need some help. So if anyone is listening to this in the Academy Mastermind, anyone listening in general, you know, I thought about this. I'm like, you don't have to be gay, but you do have to be an ally because you don't have to be fucking tolerant and a good person and actually like gay people because that's who you're working with. And there's no, difference working with lgbt people in regards to their bodies like you know lgbt men like myself generally do just want to be like lose fat gain muscle i don't have very many non-binary folks or transgender people so you know if you are my shadow coach you don't have to worry about any like hormones or anything like that 
And at least in my experience, I haven't taken many clients on like that, if at all any, but I am looking for a shadow coach. So if you do vibe with me and everything that you've heard, I promise that my workplace on Slack and my meetings that I have with my assistant, virtual assistant, my assistant coach, my community manager, it's a great time. Again, we are stable. You heard every month is a record month. So <laughs> if you do work for me, like I promise that it's a great, you know, work environment. I'd like to think that I'm patient, understanding, very motivating, good leader. And yeah, I pay well and I need some help. So I need someone who can make some programs. It's so funny. Everything in the, in the universe just works in perfect synchronicity. The last podcast I did, no joke, was talking about joining the winning team. Oh, I have to go listen to that one. I, I literally to- talked about yeah. like bad business partners. and like, Oh, I business. almost listened to that this morning, but then Natasha's podcast was there. So I listened to hers instead. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. But I was like, okay. I saw the headline, bad business partners. I'm like, oh, there's some tea. There's he's spilled yeah, some tea. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going yeah. to go tough. listen to that. Yeah, that one's a gooder. That one's about joining the winning team. And, and if you're listening to this podcast episode right now and you resonated with Mike on any level, I feel like that Mike is definitely the winning team. So head over to Mike's Instagram, shoot him a message and let him know that you're very interested. Cool. Thank you so much for letting me say that. Dude, I actually meant to say that in my head. That's okay. You, you yeah. showed it in my podcast. So just different thing. All I right. did. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you have the best day of your entire life. And I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Peace.